Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Well, hey, ladies, welcome back to the show. I am excited about this week's message. And I tell you what, as I'm looking out my window, uh, I'm recording here uh, at my at my desk in my home office. And right where my recording equipment is, there's a window that looks right outside and it is really windy today. And I, I just think, you know, God, how... How beautiful to look outside and be able to see the wind blowing in the natural and then to also be able to see in the spirit that the wind of of revival is blowing. The winds of it of revival are blowing. Uh, we're going to get into that here in just a few minutes, but I I just really believe that the heavens are being rend open over over people of faith and gatherings, um, church gatherings, gatherings outside of the the local church. And again, I'm going to get into that here in just a little bit, but I tell you what, it is really important for us as people of faith to be able to tell time in the spirit. I've been sharing a lot both here on the podcast and my social media platforms that there's been a significant shift in the spirit realm that is being felt in the natural world. What is taking place in the spirit realm is always felt in some way in the natural realm. These types of conversations have come up with friends who are also in tune to telling time in the spirit. I've said this numerous times that my heart grieves to see people of faith gripped with fear and anxiety at the chaos that's swirling around in the world. Listen, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, Fear is not your portion as a believer in Jesus. I'll say it again. Fear is not your portion. In other words, that is not your inheritance. That type of fear does not come from the Lord. You can be a woman emboldened in her faith and stand strong even when you see and hear things happening all around you. I've said it a few times, but it bears repeating. These things that we are witnessing in the world were foretold in the Bible. God told us that these things would occur. We shouldn't be surprised. We don't have to be people that are gripped with fear and anxiety because we see things unfolding and almost at a accelerated type rate in the world, that kind of fear is not from God. It is not our portion as believers in Christ. The problem is that we no longer hear about end time events such as wars, rumors of wars, natural disasters, economic woes, diseases, pestilences, and those types of things. So when these types of things begin to occur, people feel the world is falling apart and things feel completely out of control. But friend, the world isn't falling apart. 
things are falling into place. That's why we need to have a biblical worldview, because if we don't have a biblical worldview, of course, then we're going to view world events through the lens of things are chaotic and out of control and the world is a mess and it's falling apart. But when we when we view the world through the lens of our Bible, we see that it's not falling apart. It's actually falling into place. While things appear out of control, the God that you serve is in complete control and he sees everything. Nothing slips by him. Again, I go back to what I just said. We read these things in the Bible. He told us, he foretold these things. Be mindful of these things. These are going to happen. These things are going to take place. But take heart. I have already overcome the world. God's heart for you is that you be a woman who is bold in her faith, completely grounded and rooted, fully fully established in him, and who is not gripped by fear as you see these things unfolding. I really believe that it's important for us as people of faith to keep an eye on what is happening in Israel. Uh, I did a I did an episode back a few weeks ago really shortly after the brutality of um, the Hamas uh, terrorist attacks that, that took place on October 7th, the atrocities that took place. It was a terrorist attack, and I wholeheartedly condemn that attack. There is not one shred of fiber in me that, that believes that Israel was somehow behind this or wanted this to happen. This was a terrorist attack, and I think that it's important for us to view this again through a biblical perspective because here's the thing, there's a, there's a message, there's a narrative in the world that's really been in the church for some time. Not all churches teach this, thank goodness, but there is something referred to as a replacement theology. In other words, where the church has replaced Israel as God's chosen people and the apple of God's eye and that God is done with Israel and Israel just isn't on God's radar anymore. And that is deception. The Bible does not support replacement theology. Israel is still at the very heart of God. He is still very watchful over them. He cares about the nation, the people of Israel. He loves them. They are still his chosen people and the apple of his eye. And here's the thing. Israel is God's time clock. If you view the world through a biblical viewpoint, if you filter the things in this world, and especially with all the things that are happening in Israel, if you view it through a biblical perspective, you will understand that Israel is God's time clock. And what happens in the Middle East does not stay in the Middle East. We have to know that. It, it's so easy to feel like, like we distance ourselves from what's happening over there because we feel just safe and that's not here, that's way over there. And there's such a, you know, distance as far as miles that separates us. And so, you know, I can just kind of watch it from afar and, and I don't really have to engage my faith in that. Listen, that is dangerous. That is a dangerous mindset because what happens 
in the Middle East does not stay in the Middle East. So we have to view these things through a biblical perspective. If you're newer to the podcast or my ministry, She Rises, you may not be aware that the Lord has me in a new season of ministry. He's called me to call people back to him, to return to righteousness and holiness. There are a couple of other things that he's asked me to extend my hand to in this hour that we're living in, and I'll be sharing about that here in just a few minutes. I know the Lord has raised me up as a forerunner in in the body of Christ for such a time as this. Forerunners are the ones who herald for people to make way for the coming King Jesus. By simple definition, a forerunner is someone who precedes the coming or development of something. Uh, a, a person who really stands out as an example of a forerunner in the Bible is John the Baptist. He's a great example of a forerunner. As a forerunner, I am announcing that we are living in the days foretold in the Bible. I'm also announcing that what Joel prophesied in Joel chapter 2, Joel is a book of the Bible in the Old Testament, it is happening. We need to be people of faith who can tell time in the spirit, not according to the clock that is hanging in our walls. There's there's two different types of time. There's a there's a kairos time, K-A-I. R-O-S, and then there's a Chronos type time, C-H-O-R-N-O-S. Kairos, the, the one that is spelled with a K, means a, a significant period of time, like a, a, a moment in time, whereas Chronos type watchful time, C-H, that one that, that spells with the C-H, that is a telling of time, like naturally speaking. So I'm recording this um, on, you know, on an afternoon. It's shortly after one o'clock. That would be C-H-R-O-N-O-S time. In other words, that's where we get the, the name chronological. So that's that type of time. But you and I, we are referring to as we're, as we're talking about time telling time in the spirit. We're talking about the Kairos time, specific marked time in the spirit. To do that, we need to be people of the word. If we're going to tell time in the spirit, we need to be people of the word without having a daily commitment to the study of the word of God. Not only will we be carried away by lies and deception in this hour, but we will be blown over by the winds of adversity that are blowing. Jesus said to watch for the specific things that he mentioned in Matthew 24. The Apostle Paul's writings include Latter-day events such as an increase of deception and apostasy in the church. There is a shaking taking place in the world and it isn't finished. But you, as a follower of Jesus Christ, you don't have to be shaken. If you are in Christ, you serve an unshakable kingdom. And that is some really great news. Amen. Referring back to Joel chapter 2, it tells us in verses 28 and 29, it shall come about after this that I, uh, God is speaking here, I shall pour out my spirit on all mankind and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on the male and female servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. 
man, that is some really great news. We are living in that right now. And if we are in tune to the Kairos type type time, and like we're telling time in the spirit, we can see that revival is breaking out amid upheaval, shaking, and chaos. The spirit of God is being poured out in these days in ways that we have not seen in years. I remember being a part of the outpouring and the days of revival that broke out in Pensacola, Florida in 1995, June, it was Father's Day weekend at, at the Brownsville Assembly of God in Pensacola, Florida in 1995. It marked me. Here I am in November of 2023, and I am still marked by that. It was so powerful. It it just wrecked me, and I've never been the same. So when we talk about telling time in the spirit, we need to zoom out and view the world through the lens of heaven. So in other words, let me give you an example. You have probably used Google Maps to locate a destination that maybe you are unfamiliar with. You're looking at, you know, the different roads that are going to take you in there, kind of what is around the area, you know, what, what interstate, what are your exits, those types of things. And, and sometimes we, we zoom in really close to really get a, a good idea of maybe like where, where the nearest parking ramp is or where, where, you know, I can park, where's the closest place to, um, to park so that I have the easiest access. But sometimes we have to use Google Maps and zoom out so that we can really look at where we are presently located, like our present location. And then what interstate, what roadway do we need to get on to reach that that destination that we are unfamiliar with? So if you apply that, spiritually speaking, we zoom out and we then begin to say, God, what are you saying? What are you doing in this hour? And once we have those answers, it is our responsibility to take actionable steps in our faith. Because here's the thing, God in his faithfulness always has a remnant a people who will stand up in a bow down world, stand up for truth and righteousness in a world in spiritual crisis. We see this clearly in the early church as recorded in the book of Acts. This is our hour, ladies. My hour, your hour, our hour as people of faith, the body of Christ. It's time to rise up in our faith. The Lord is mobilizing us as women of bold and courageous faith in this hour. He is calling us to step forward in the position and authority given to us through Jesus Christ. The body of Christ and the world needs your voice, your leadership, and God-given gifts. And let me tell you something. When I think about the revival that is is being poured out right now, the spirit of the living God being poured out, it is happening. We've we've seen reports of this in different areas in Canada and around the world, but you know what? It is happening right here in the United States of America. But it requires you and I to zoom out a little bit to remove our 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 focus that is that is perhaps solely been on mainstream media and 
news outlets and we're just taking all of that in and we're just so engulfed in all of that that we forget to also see that God is also moving. And that is part of telling time in the spirit. It's having this balance of, yes, I'm I'm making myself aware and I'm keeping myself in awareness of what is happening in the world because we need to be people like that. Faith isn't denying reality. We're not putting our heads in the sand and, and not being aware and being kept up to speed in what is happening and unfolding in the world. But at the same time, we can't ignore that God is also on the move. He is doing exactly what he said he would do in the latter days, moving at an accelerated rate and pouring out his spirit as people are reaching higher in their faith and and just calling out to God with just this deep-seated hunger. God, I want you. I want more of you. And letting go of of just systems and formulas and and just that religious-type box that we've had God in, he is pouring himself out. As faith leaders, if we let go of our need to have to control the narrative and to control the the time on the clock and, and, you know, God, if you're going to move, it has to be within just this short amount of time, if we make room for him, he is going to show up and he's going to pour out his Holy Spirit. And every place where faith leaders are are adopting that type of, of mindset in their leadership, that's where you are seeing God pouring himself out and moving really in just powerful life-changing ways where people are are just flooding the altars and making first-time decisions for Jesus Christ or returning, making a, a decision to return to faith in Christ. And people are being baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues and, and, and just signs, miracles, and wonders are following these outpourings of God's Holy Spirit. He is moving in this hour. So we need to be people who can tell time in the Spirit, both naturally speaking, viewing the world through a biblical viewpoint, through a biblical perspective, and at the same time, eyes wide open to see how the Lord is moving in this day, in this hour. And let me tell you, as as I reflect on how God has been moving in She Rises this year. This is about the time of the year where I, you know, just kind of go off the grid and and I'm reflecting on how God moved in She Rises, uh, you know, over the past year and just really spend a lot of time expressing gratitude and, and just praising the Lord and worshiping Him and just really posturing my heart with gratitude for how He moved. And, I, you know, I'm just reflecting back over the different in-person guests gatherings. Man, we saw that. We saw just women flooding the altars every single time, just flooding the altars and tearing in the presence of the Lord. He was responding to their hunger for him. Women being baptized in the Holy Spirit and just their lives being marked and signs and wonders and miracles following the ministry of She Rises. Uh, Man, I am so grateful. And even in the online space, he has been doing that. I recently launched this this e-course, Woman on the Rise, and we are uh, about five weeks into that. And let me tell you, he is moving really powerfully as, again, we are making room for him. We're not boxing him in that he has to move this particular way, but we are saying, God, 
We want you. We are here for you. Come and have your way as we gather together because we want you. We want more of you. We're hungry for you. We're hungry for a move of you. And he is pouring himself out. Let me tell you, last week at our at our meeting uh, in the online space for that e-course, he moved really powerfully. The spirit of the Lord just poured himself out and just moved prophetically. Uh, a lot of women received prophetic encouragement just words of knowledge, uh, words of wisdom, and a lot of confirmation and uh, affirmation was was being received. It was so beautiful. Signs, miracles, and wonders. Uh, he is He's just so good. He's so faithful. And let me tell you, I want to be someone who is posturing myself to receive and be a part of what he is doing. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss what he's doing. I don't want to box him in because of, of time or or you know anything like that. I I just God, I just want you. And so I just I hope that that is you too. I hope that that is your heart posture. May it never be said of us that we just stood silent. May it never be said of us that we feared man more than the Lord and allowed that fear to keep us from rising up in that in this hour. May it never be said of you and I that that we said, you know what, God, I want more of you, but it has to look like this. If you're going to pour yourself out in my life, in my situation, in my family, in my marriage, it has to look like this. I don't want that. I don't want that. I just want God. I want you. I don't want any boxes in my faith, in my life, in my prayer life, in my worship. Oh, I hope that that is you as well. First of all, what is our response then? So all of this telling time in the spirit, what is our faith response? First, we need to stay close to the Lord and be ruthless in removing anything in our lives that would distract us from being in his presence in prayer, in the word. And I also uh, would like to draw your attention to Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. Let us consider thoughtfully how we may encourage one another to love and to do good deeds, not forsaking our meeting together as believers for worship and instruction, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more faithfully as you see the day of Christ's return approaching. We need to be in fellowship with other like-minded people of faith. Isolation is the devil's playground. Don't allow him to bait you into thinking that you can be a lone ranger in the faith. The fellowship you keep requires wisdom and discernment, especially in the days that we are living. There is something life-giving, faith-building, and equipping when we position ourselves in environments that host the presence of the Lord and his spirit well, be a woman committed to putting yourself in the room. I can't stress that enough, especially in this hour that we are living living in. Be a woman committed to putting yourself in in the room. Be a woman committed to putting yourself in an atmosphere that is faith-filled and spirit-led. With that, I want to share a ministry that She Rises is offering to women. It's the newest arm of, of She Rises, and I'm so excited. This is something that was birthed in me some time ago, and I finally get to share it. So I'm, I'm super excited. I shared a little bit about it last week, but 
I also want to, if you didn't catch last week, I want to extend an invitation to you to join us on the second Sunday of each month as we host prayer nights in a virtual format. These nights will consist of myself along with my lead team, praying over women who attend and offering prophetic encouragement. And, you know, I've been a part of these type of nights and they are powerful faith building, and equipping. These prayer nights will be from 4 o'clock to 5.30 Central Standard Time, again, in a virtual format using my Zoom link. It's completely free for women to attend. However, you do need to register because that is how you will get the link to join. The the Zoom link will be mailed uh, to you in an email. So this prayer movement, I've, I just, I'm, I am excited to call it a woman on the wall. Uh, and if you are unfamiliar with that, I encourage you to go back to and listen to last week's message where I talked about being a woman on the wall and what being a watchman on the wall meant in biblical times. But I will add here that when, when people were positioned as a, as a watchman on the wall, they had a weapon in their hand and they kept watch to just be uh be a watchman looking out for any any impending danger or attack from the enemy and their their presence on the wall was was just a, a demonstration a visual of strength and preparedness well I believe that God is calling us to be women on the wall in this hour because it's needed. It is needed with a weapon in our hand, that sword of the spirit in our hand and hearing the clarion call from the Lord, calling us to be women on the wall, that we can partner with the Holy Spirit for divine strategies, divine solutions, insight and wisdom to know how to pray in this hour, that we can stand in the gap and say, not on my watch, partnering with the Holy Spirit I'm going to I'm going to be a woman on the wall and I'm going to pray over my family, my marriage, my kids, my health, my finances, my church, my communities, the schools that my kids attend. I'm going to be committed to being a woman on the wall. Here's the thing. We need a move of God in our land in our government, in our churches, our workplaces, families and marriages. And again, you are invited to this. I want you to be there. It is, again, it's completely free. Please feel free to register just by using the, the link that is in the show notes. It's going to take you to my website. You can just simply click on the woman on the wall page and you will find the tab there to register and you will be sent the, the Zoom link in an email to be able to join us the second Sunday of every month from 4 to 5.30. Because you know what? Together, we are going to believe that our prayers, as we unify our faith, as we unify our prayers, and as we partner with the Holy Spirit, we are going to see our prayers help to shift atmospheres, move mountains, and and just declare the word of the Lord over every single area that, that I just mentioned. It, it's just so powerful when we come together. There is no lone ranger in the faith. There's no lone ranger in in the body of Christ. We need one another and especially now. And as I think about being a woman on the wall, 
She is someone who is able to discern the times and she knows what she ought to do. And she is someone who can tell time in the spirit. And I so hope that this is something that is speaking to you and that you will make plans to join us because we want you there. We want you to be a part of what God is doing. Amen. All right. So with that, take care. Uh, have a great rest of your week and reach out if you if you need anything here to help you however, however uh, I can. And just know that I am believing in you. I'm believing for you and championing you forward in all the things that God has for you in this hour. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much. And I'll catch you right back here. Same place, same time next week.